0: Hey y'all! Welcome to Couture Conversations podcast. I'm your host Olivia Steele. Woo! Hello, and welcome back to Couture Conversations podcast. It has been a minute, (laughs) okay, far more than a minute (laughs) since I released the last episode, but I have to tell y'all, owning a company, hiring full-time employees, moving into an office space, gaining new clients, my life has been an entire whirlwind. Unfortunately, the podcast did fall to the wayside for a little while, but now I'm back and I have a series of amazing topics that um, I'll be talking about On my own, and also bringing in several industry professionals that we've been working with as clients that I'm really excited about. The topic of this podcast, an education in fashion, was actually derived from multiple conversations that I had with colleagues, with friends, with acquaintances, with clients, where an education in fashion is very different than. An education and say finance <laughs> you know I always find it so interesting when I tell anyone that I went to college to study fashion they automatically assume the design side of the business because that is what you would believe one would need to go to school for and I, I agree with you there I personally always admired the design students the demand for their constant creativity their intense competition among their peers, and how rigorously they had to work in the studio to get their designs finished. I mean, I remember my my college roommates working until the wee hours of the morning, night after night, to get their garments sewn, to do the custom embroidery, to do the hand-stitched pleating. I mean, the work. And the tenacity these students had to do was just admirable. It was not for the weary whatsoever. So I am flattered when people think that I went for the design side of the business, which I didn't. But that side of the business, you know, they really needed to learn what true rejection felt like before their career even began. Because, It's a very hard, intense, competitive industry. Even through my curriculum, we shared several of the same courses with the design students, but it was vastly different. And um, my focus, as many of my colleagues that I work with now, was on the business side of fashion. It was called fashion merchandising. And both majors complemented the other. Without design, there would be nothing to buy, and the loop went back around to designs needed to be distributed, sold, and sought after it's just like any business. There's a relationship um, between the creative and operations. Similarly to how my business partner, Emily and I run our company. You know, she calls me the, the creative or the crazy creative and she is the operations queen. And, you know, for any business or any creative individual to have someone in their life or to have a business partner that is more operationally driven It's a really great complement to one another's skill sets. In my opinion, I actually think that the major, the college major, should have been called fashion operations because merchandising is only one aspect of what goes into the business side of fashion. While merchandising does have several roles within it, I feel like it barely skims the surface of what it takes to get the beautiful designs created by the designers and sold. Regardless of the fashion industry being a multi-billion dollar industry that everyone in this entire world participates in as consumers. I mean I mean unless you're running around naked and barefoot, there is such a stigma to it for those of less intellect than someone who majored in finance, for example. We'll stick with the same example. I keep I kept asking myself why is that the case? Because The individuals that I worked with in the fashion industry and work with now, they are so brilliant. So I spent some time thinking about this, and I actually have a theory on why this is the case. My company creating a solution and how to start changing the way the fashion industry is viewed from a career standpoint and a career trajectory standpoint as well. The global fashion industry employs millions and millions of employees. After doing just a quick little Google search, the U.S. number is around 1.8 million employees that work in fashion. And compare that to Europe, where over 5 million people work in the fashion industry, which is so wild because we're a massive country. Circling back to when I compared someone sharing finance in college It came to no shock that over 6 million people in the U.S. work in the financial sector. And looking at the career path options for someone in finance, it's all possible by what certifications you earn. And depending on what type of finance you want to partake in, there are levels of achievement you can earn by simply upskilling yourself. You want to become a CPA, or you want to work on the trade floor, or you want to be a financial advisor, an accountant, (laughs) or an accountant, Um, you know, here are the necessary certifications you must earn to do your job that pre-qualifies you in order to apply to that role. And that path is so crystal clear. And for those, you know, that um, are hearing the words certification and certificate interchangeably, there are differences in what a certification and a certificate offer you professionally. Just real quick, a certificate is a document is proof of educational qualification where a certification is the process that gives credentials to a professional. Just sticking with something that's common um, in finance, a CFA or a, you know, a chartered financial analyst is a credential that tells the customers or clients they are working with someone who has earned the credential to speak to them as an expert in this space. And many organizations will actually hire new people and pay for these certifications So their staff are in high regards with their clients. Employers invest in the development of their staff because it's what that industry demands to stay on top of their game. Now, jumping back over to the fashion industry. Taking a bachelor's degree aside, there are several certificate programs that can teach you how to start a fashion brand. How A little bit about fashion design. There are certification programs in sustainable fashion. There's a company that I absolutely love, um, Positive Luxury, that holds a butterfly emblem where they have put a stamp of approval if the brand is certified, uh, sustainable. and there are several tiers to to hitting that uh, qualification. So anyways, the reason why I feel I'd always get the snub or even a laugh that I went to college for fashion is because there are no credentials truly necessary in order to earn a job in fashion. You may think. (laughs) Sure. If you want to be a buyer, um, many companies have internal buying programs. For example, a lot of my friends worked at Macy's corporate and to become a buyer, you know, you start as a merchandising assistant and you go through their buying program. And after graduating from their internal Macy's training program, you can then apply for assistant buying jobs internally. They put their employers through this, but it's not like you get a credential at the end, end of your name, you know, not like Olivia Steele buyer, <laughs> like you would if you earned a certification, um, like a CFA, it would say Olivia Steele CFA. Basically, at the end of those buying programs, it just says, I'm deemed able to perform this role now after going through this training program internally, which is wild to me since In large department stores, buyers work on multi million dollar open to buys. Okay. I don't know very many finance, financial advisors right out of college that they are jumping into multi million dollar accounting spreadsheets that they have to project sales on, that they have to assist their, you know, bosses with. It is something that Yes, college prepares you for, to a certain extent, by taking a couple of accounting classes, you know, learning how to, what a P&L sheet looks like, <laughs> but some of these buyers are working with larger financial responsibility than those who are in the financial industry, and I know this because of having conversations with friends who decided to go down the path of a financial advisor role where... They would be earning 100% commission working as a financial advisor where I was working in a buying office working on budgets in the multi-million dollars. But I didn't have any credentials to deem me qualified to manage all that money, to allot and account for all that money, and neither did my buyer. But we had years of experience. We had degrees. (laughs) Being a buyer, unless you've worked that job You'll get questions like, oh, do you just get to pick out clothes all day? (laughs) And no, actually, I've been up to my eyeballs in spreadsheets all day. (laughs) When I decided buying wasn't for me, I'd actually tell people I didn't want to be an accountant anymore. But those roles are not what I'm here to chat about whatsoever. Because there are so many roles within the fashion industry that could parallel really nicely against the financial industry. However, the comparison I want to continue down are those roles who are client-customer facing. Because when you have credentials next to your name, it indicates you're more qualified to be having the conversation with me as the customer and or client. You know, for example, like we look to CPAs during tax season to be our guide, they know the questions or the right questions to ask us to get the information they need in order for them to do their job. There is just a certain level of comfort when we're being asked questions by those who are deemed specialists by credentials. A wall gets dropped because the title isn't empty. It holds weight. Switching back over to the fashion industry, titles don't hold as much weight but years of experience and results do. For example, an area store manager that's been with a company for 10 years with the best sales team across the company, those results hold weight. Those years of experience hold weight. And it's interesting to me because in some areas in the fashion industry, like the jewelry world, a sales representative or a sales associate can become certified by the GIA which gives them a credential to speak about gemstones in far deeper detail. And it just qualifies them at a higher tier in the jewelry industry as a sales representative. However, I would say the average customer isn't aware that many jewelry specialists hold this credential and the benefits as a consumer they'll gain by being that specific sales specialist or jeweler's customer. Because the reason being is it's not very common to obtain certifications to do your job as a retail sales specialist. There are very few, if any, credentials that someone needs to hold in fashion in order to become promoted on the sales floor that are industry standard like the financial world. Someone without a high school degree could do the job of folding shirts and greeting customers. I personally had that job before going off to college. So knowing this, when someone says to me with a laugh in their voice, oh, you went to college for fashion, they are a bit baffled since the industry really doesn't have credential standards in many cases. So why get an education in something you can learn to do on the job, through internships, through experience? But if we're really looking at it like that, that could honestly be said about any career choice, really. It's the internal company's job to teach a certain amount of skill sets upon every hire. But learning through experience only gets you so far. What if the fashion industry did have similar industry standards in regards to certifications and credentials to tell customers they are working with, hey... I'm an expert here. You can trust me. And that wall gets dropped a little bit. Currently now, when you go on a retailer's website and are greeted by either a chat box or a virtual sales associate, why do we want to speak with them? We're used to an anonymous shopping experience where you could do their job so easily. Remember, I didn't even need a high school degree to be able to work in a retail store. What value is this person going to bring to me bring to this conversation? These are normal responses (laughs) when asking customers why they don't want to engage with chat boxes, because they don't know the value the sales representative brings. Online shopping I guarantee you, when you're on a website, you probably have a question or two. How does this garment size, does it run small? My, my hip to waist ratio is a little wider than others, or it's a little smaller than others. Those kind of conversations happen in store, right, with sales professionals. But when you walk in that store and you see someone physically standing there, you automatically make an assumption whether or not they can help you. But online, you don't know anything about this person that's trying to help you. You don't know what their credentials are. You don't know how long they've been with the brand. And honestly, do we care? But think about it like this. If the person you're chatting with or working in a virtual setting held a credential as a certified virtual sales specialist when that little box popped up to engage with you and it said, Olivia Steele, Certified Virtual Sales Specialist, you're automatically, because of credentials and what a certification gets you, you're automatically going to assume that this person has been trained in order to communicate with me virtually. The beautiful thing about luxury retail specifically is that a lot of retail sales specialists are very loyal to those brands. A lot goes into that loyalty. A couple of main things are their book of business, being with the same brand for a long period of time. They have a series of very loyal customers that they've built out and rely on that commission to come in as consistent revenue for them. To come full circle on this discussion, <laughs> when someone in finance earns a credential outside of a degree. It empowers them to speak as an expert in their role. It tells the customer or client that who you're speaking to is qualified to have this conversation with me. In the same way, retail sales specialists can earn a certification now to become a certified virtual retail sales specialist, where not only is that going to empower them to potentially earn an advancement in their career, but it gives them an additional sales channel to generate more commission for themselves. And for the brand, it gives the brand the opportunity to offer their customers another way of shopping, which in turn grows their bottom line. It really is a three-tier win when you take a step back and look at it. That is where I will leave it with y'all today, thinking about an education in fashion going beyond what a degree program can offer you and upskilling in this new area and this new wave of incredible technology that's coming down the line and that is already here, how we can empower our sales specialists that are responsible for driving the sales and success of the companies on the ground level on you know boots to the ground level what we can do to empower them keep them up to speed on what's going on on the discussions in the boardroom I hope you guys have enjoyed this and I am so excited to keep this podcast train going and I will talk to y'all soon